Catherine? Catherine podcast. Um, today I thought we would try another story podcast and maybe today we could have like a theme, right? Because we kind of accidentally had a theme last time. Um, so this theme could be like um, good deeds gone wrong. So like stories of, of trying to do something good and like it went bad for some reason. Um, and then today I have a special guest Nathan here with me today. Hi, Nathan. Hey. You know, I cannot wait for this COVID thing to blow over so I can go back to spitting on everything. You know, what I miss is spitting in people's mouths. Because Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was how we all greeted each other. What about all these? Um, I was watching Stranger Things. I thought I'd start Stranger Things over again. And like the first or sep- second episode... The kids are like, oh, yeah, if you do, like, a, a spit handshake, that means you, like, extra can't break your promise. I'm like, gross. Come on. Too soon. Ugh. Too soon. That's set in the 80s? Yeah. Back in yeah. the 80s when you could spit on your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, enough said about that. Yeah. Anyway, so um, the first story that I wanted to tell today was going to be about the bed and bread truck. Do you want to hear about it? Is this a truck made out of bread or beds? No. In fact, I think bed and bread is a little bit misleading. In fact, maybe I only know about half of this charity. Okay. So. Which half? The bed or the bread? I know about the bread part. The bread part. Yeah. And so the bed part doesn't make sense to me, except I... Anyway, let me back up a little bit. So a while back, some friends of mine, we decided that, you know, just giving money to different charities and stuff, like, we didn't feel like we were really doing enough. So we wanted to, like do good things and so we kept saying you know we were like before hashtags were cool we were like hashtag do because we wanted to actually (laughs) do things that would benefit people instead of just like throwing money at things are you saying that if you were to now hashtag it would be hashtag do or you were saying hashtag do back before everyone was saying hashtag and or then everybody stopped like that's a good question because i feel like we're we were always saying do so maybe that's like a verbal hashtag do. I don't know. I, I don't think we were doing hashtag. We weren't that cool. And you would say do. and Not you like and do your, the do. That's Right. Different. I was going to say, you, you and your friends knew you weren't talking about Mountain Dew. Right. No, because like, I don't mind Mountain Dew, but I don't need Mountain Dew to do good things. So anyway. So you weren't doing the do. We were not doing the do. We were just doing. And so we tried to help out at like a lot of different situations. But the one that we tried to help out at um, for this story was called the Bed and Bread Truck. And like a little back, like this is a great charity, guys. So if you have like a chance to help out the Bed and Bread Truck, I like 100% recommend it. So Nikki and Carrie and I decided that we were going to go and we were going to volunteer through the Bed and Bread Truck. So that's a program through the Salvation Army. Okay. And what they do is they have a truck that goes around and like passes out food. They go out once a day and give food to, you know, they have like specific stops where they stop. And What give city is this? In Detroit. I'm sure they have it in other places too, but I know about the one in Detroit. And so they go around and like pass out food to people. And the great thing about this, there's so many things I love about it. Um, one, they hire people 
who are who come out of their rehab program. I'm not saying everybody who works for that program is through the rehab program, but like they do hire some of the people who have trouble getting jobs right. um, from their rehab program, so that's good. And then they take food to the people, so it's not like people have to go find a way to get to like a, a soup kitchen or anything like mm-hmm. that, right? And it doesn't even have to be like a certain level of poor or anything like that. Like it's just anybody who comes Whoever to the comes. van. Anybody who wants food can have it. So it could be just somebody who's like, oh, they're on their lunch break and, you know, they uh, don't even have time to get lunch. They could stop at the the bed bread truck or, you know, maybe they're just having a little trouble making ends meet or whatever. So it's like this great thing that goes around and gives food to people and they um, gives it to them where they already are. So they have several trucks that go around the city and they go, I think I think it's six days a week, so it might not be every day of the week, but it helps to feed people. So it's this wonderful, wonderful program. There's two different ways you can volunteer for the bed and bread truck. One way is if there's you have- There's bed a, and there's bread. No, I don't know what the bed part is. Although I did hear once that they were gave away sleeping bags at Christmas time, okay. but like they didn't do that when I was there. Anyway, so if you have a big group, you can um, you can take your whole group there one day, and you can make all the sandwiches. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one sandwiches? way to volunteer. Um, the time that I was there, it was I think it was bologna sandwiches. Like was it just bread and bologna, or is there something else on there? They have different things on them, different times. I think just depending on on what they have what donated they or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't remember there being condiments on it. Uh huh. And so what they do is they put a bunch of these, they make the sandwiches and they stuff the bread bags with the sandwiches again. Mm -hmm. And so part of your job, if you're volunteering, so that's, one is making the sandwiches and putting them back into uh, this, the sandwich wrapper. And then if you're volunteering to be on the truck, that's what I was volunteering to do. Um, If you volunteer- You want to be where the action is. Yeah, I wanted to be where the action was. And so volunteering for the truck- Meant, um, then you go through, you take out the sandwiches, and you wrap them like two together so they're easier to hand out, just in paper. Mm-hmm. And uh, so two together. And then as you go around, you pass out, I believe, uh, I did it a few times. It was um, two sandwiches, something hot, like soup. We would lay- ladle into bowls and a drink. Like and, a bowl with a lid or something? Yeah, like or? a styrofoam bowl with a lid on it. Uh, so soup, sandwiches, some things you could put in your pocket, like, uh, orange or, um, I think there was a fruit and like some sort of crackery thing. So like cracker Mm. sandwiches or something that you could put in your pocket and then, um, and then a drink. So in the winter it was hot cocoa or I think it was like juice or something in the summertime. So anyway, the first time we decided to go. Uh, it was Nikki and Carrie and I, and they had, um, someone didn't show up for one of the trucks, like someone had called in sick. So instead of letting us all go on the same truck, we had to split up. And so, um, I don't know if we drew straws or whatever, but How I, big are these trucks? It's like a, like a smallish food truck. Okay. Does it open up on the side like a food yes, truck? Yes, yes. So it opens up on the side like a fo- food truck. It's like a food truck in every way, except it's not like a kitchen on the inside. Yeah. But it's got Just like a, a sp- bunch of sandwiches. Yeah, it's got a spot. You can, there's a table where you can kind of prep some stuff and things like that. 
And it was amazing. So the the guy is like super nice who's driving the truck. It's just me and him. He's like super friendly, telling me all about the city, like stuff I didn't know about the city. We did our prep work on Belle Isle just because it's like a cool view to have while you're setting things up. And what I loved is like they would help the people in the way that they needed help. Like one of the places we would go to, um, the guy had noticed that it was all these little kids coming up and getting the soup, and he was afraid that they were going to get burned. So he made um, all these kids, like, live with their grandma, and so their grandma would come out, and she'd have, like, this big pot, and he'd fill the pot for with soup for her, and she'd take it back in the house. That way, it's an adult carrying the hot soup and not all these little kids. And so, like, it just made me so happy that they... Um, they yeah. really just try to get the food to the people who need it and they don't have all kinds of ridiculous rules or anything. However, they do have some rules and this is what I learned the hard way. Oh, because you broke the rules. Well, kind of. And he kind of told me like, oh, don't like, I don't know how, he, like, don't let them reach in here or something as though he thought the people might somehow, in my head, I imagined they would reach in to try to like, steal more food or something uh-huh. and I'm like, even hey. though you just give out food right and like i don't see how that's a problem you know here i am thinking i know all about how it's going to work and whatever so we're at uh we're at one of the stops and the way it would work is you know he was really nice he let me hand out the food and he'd kind of hand it to me as we went along and so at one of the stops i'm handing out food and this guy comes up the window and he, he's like oh thank you so much this means so much to me let me get a hug it's a little weird because it's like a food truck situation so I'm, yeah, and I'm he, not a hugger. It's a stranger. Yeah, stranger danger. I'm not so, a hugger. It's a food truck, so you're standing above him. Yeah, I'm like higher up, and he's reaching up to like give me a hug, and I'm like, I'm not a hugger, but you know how it is when people want to hug you. Like, how do you say no without being a jerk, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, and so he's like reaching up at me, and the guy who's in charge freaks out, and he's like. No. And he slams down like the the window thing of, uh, you know, where you pass the food out. And then he op- then he jumps out the back of the truck to go drive the truck again. And he tells all the people in line, he goes, no more food at this stop. Blame this guy. He was trying to grab her and drag her out of the truck. Now, that did not enter my head one bit. I was just like, Ugh, I don't want to hug this stranger. Yeah. And he was like imagining that this person was going to drag me out of this truck like i didn't even think about being in danger and so he like points to the guy like make sure that everybody at that spot knows that it's that guy he goes this guy right here this is why you're not getting any food and he gets in the driver's side of the truck and he takes off and so none of those people got food but um a lot of them know all the stops so like a big chunk of them just followed us to the next stop and got their food there um but i just thought it like i it was kind of all my fault that those people had to move. Like, I could have just <laughs> said no to this hug. Like, me and yeah, my well. ridiculous guilt of, like, yeah, I guess I can hug you. I don't know if the guy meant to pull me off the truck or not. Maybe not. He he should have known, though. Yeah, he probably knew the rules better than I did. It was my yeah. first time there. Yeah. So, so uh, he thought he saw a new person. Whatever. Yeah, he's like, noob. Let's at least make it awkward so we'll do some sort of weird hug thing. Ridiculous. So, anyway, Nathan, do you have any stories of any time that you had tried to do something good? Did you have two? I do have two, but I was going to wait. 
for the second one to be like a sandwich. Oh, a sandwich. I'd be the meat. You're going to have to cut this part out now because now it makes Bed and bread. You're the bread expert. (laughs) I'm the meat. Yep. I can't think of one where something went wrong like that or, or something like that. Although, you know, it's not like anything really terrible happened at that other than... Right, some people had to go down the street. Whatever. But, uh, I, you know, similarly, when I was a, a kid, uh, sometimes uh, I have a mother, she, <laughs> and she had a job, and then they would go and they would uh, they would volunteer at Gleaners. Ooh, I love Gleaners. Gleaners. They, people donate food from various sources. I don't know if it's all like... Like, I stuff, think a lot of it is from stores and stuff. Stores that they, stuff that they don't want to sell anymore. Maybe it's uh, past the date. Yeah, I think a lot of it is like past, it's still good food, but it's past the date that they want to sell it at. Some of it's, some of it's canned stuff. Some of it's uh, frozen. Some could be fresh. And they are like a clearinghouse. They then uh, package it in different ways and send it out to soup kitchens and other things. And so to try to, I think more than needing people to come in and volunteer, I think it just was like making people aware of what they do. So they would invite companies, they'd come in, oh, all their employees would go in and and, and somehow it meant getting roped in as a child to go. And we went to Gleaners and I remember one occasion it was, they had this giant pallet of frozen green beans that we would then like delicious it was, did you it, i know you ripped into it and started just eating the frozen yeah, green i kept beans. getting into trouble <laughs> freezing my tongue on the green but i couldn't stop they're too good greens green beansicles no but it would be on a pallet and it would be like five feet high just just one huge container of frozen green beans i don't even know where that would have come from is there a green bean factory or probably, something probably like i think that's part of like if a farm has too many green beans or something they might send them there yeah maybe so then we would scoop them into a smaller bags for however they're going to distribute it another time a lot of the tasks were like oh here's a product but since it's past its official date you have to take it out of its box and then attach a new label to it that doesn't identify its company or something like that. Uh, at the end of one of these events, uh, I think we had been repackaging Pop-Tarts or something like that for one of one of the that times. That would be delicious. I do love Pop-Tarts. And there was some weird flavor, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably not the most popular flavor. Yeah. And... The I don't know how many kids were there, but I, I probably had some brothers there, and like my, my the other children of my mother and father. I don't mean anything other than my actual blood brothers, but oh, uh, blood brothers! Like you guys cut your hands and then shook your hands, yeah. and then that's spit how and you, blood, spit and blood mixed together, yeah, handshake, a little vomit sometimes. <laughs> if we were really close. <laughs> Oh, Vomit Brothers are the best. So on on the way out, they were like, oh, here's something uh, for the kids. And they handed us a a box of trading cards. Like, if you're at the checkout aisle, especially back then, I, trading cards, I think, I, maybe it's just me being old, but like they, they seem to be more popular 
when I was a kid than maybe they are now. Maybe they're more now of a niche sort of thing. But you'd go to the checkout aisle and there'd be uh, baseball cards, especially, yeah. but football cards. But then there'd be like um, uh, garbage pail kids. There'd be other sorts of cards, all kinds of different things. And they'd have like like a candy in the aisle. They'd have a box of the packs of cards. And so that was the box. It was a box of, you know, however many packs of cards. I don't know, 40. Yeah. Or something. And, but they weren't baseball or football or Garbage Pail Kids. They were Yo! MTV raps. Oh. Is this just a story to try to get me to do my Taco Bell rap? Well, I'll tell you what. (laughs) One of the cards, there was multiple cards in there that were for Young MC. Oh. See, because he's very popular. So the, I, I want to think that the the reason they had him there was these these is a few years after they were printed, but not that long. But UMTV Raps was the show where they would show video rap videos on MTV because MTV was mostly most of the rest of the time was pop and rock mm-hmm. videos. So they had a rap show and. Uh, I don't know if the rap artists, how did they, did they all negotiate to participate in this? Because it, it you know, it'd be like, ooh, I got a young MC card. I remember there were cards for uh, Public Enemy and probably individual members of Public Enemy and uh, probably some other people at the time. Uh, Bell Biv DeVoe, probably. Ooh, I love Bell Biv DeVoe. Yeah. Well, the whole set of these cards was like the hundred. That was how many was in a complete set. And the, this box would hold like 400. So I got multiple complete sets because I opened them up, looked through them all. You didn't even have to trade. You could just have them. No. And, and each of us got this amount. <laughs> I don't even think some of my brothers even opened theirs because it was like you could just see the ones they had. Then it'd have a picture on one side and the other side have some fact. There's no, I don't know if there's any stats. Like rap, like words per minute, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> record sales or whatever. The the thing that looking back, that's the weirdest part is that uh, I think at the time the host of the show, I might be wrong about this, but there was a personality named Dr. Dre. Oh, Dr. Not, Dre's dead. He, oh, what? He's gone. He's dead in my basement. Okay, not the famous Dr. Dre oh, with the Beats headphones one. in uh, NWA and is. No, a different gentleman named Dr. Dre. Like, that was a common nickname back then. If your name was Andre, you'd call yourself Dr. Dre. He had a partner named Ed Lover, and they would host. And they were... And it's funny about it is, like, it was only 100 cards in a set, but, like, there might have only been 20 different personalities because they would have multiples for the same people. But Dr. Dre and Ed Lover were in a number of cards, and they were they had enough fame that I recall at the time... They also had their own movie. I think it's called like Who's the Man or something like that. Interesting. Where, and you mentioned the other Doctor Strait too, because what I always I I don't think I ever saw the whole movie, but I think Crisscross was in it. They probably had their own cards too. Oh yeah, probably. They were very popular. They're involved in some sort of mystery, crime, whatever. Dennis Leary was in the movie as a police officer. Dennis Leary he later was on a TV show as a fireman or something, but he was a uh 
uh, edgy comic back then, right? Oh, he was in that movie Demolition Man, probably around the same time too. But he was famous. He had a song about being an a hole. And wait, he would, he would rap too? No, he was in this movie. He didn't have a card. He was in this movie. And in the I, movie, he did a rap about being an a hole. No, he had a song that he sung about being an a hole. You're not familiar with the song? No. Is it kind of like the Tex Richmond song in uh, The Muppets? A little bit. He's mostly uh, yelling and stuff. It's a little silly. Anyway, so what you're saying is this is not a charity thing gone wrong. This is a charity thing gone very right. Anyways, the joke I remember from the movie is that Dennis Leary, the guy, he's he's playing a cop, and these guys in front, he's like, "Oh, what's your name, Doctor Dre?" He's like, "Doctor, oh, did you go to medical school?" And starts riffs on making fun of his name. And then Doctor Dre is probably like, "Yeah, this is the first time I heard that. <laughs> it's not even new or funny." <laughs> I don't know if they made fun of the other guys being named Ed Lover. Like, who are you the lover of? Then he'd say, your mother. Yeah, that that's why you don't make fun of that one. That's that one, true. That's walking into a real trap. real obvious. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. This isn't like it going wrong. All right, so I don't want anybody to be doing good things and for it to go drastically wrong. But uh, it's always funny when it goes a little bit wrong. What if I got a paper cut on one of the cards? Uh, I didn't, though. No. So There was didn't. no gum. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That is kind of sad. I would have chewed the gum too. That <laughs> wouldn't have stopped me to be like, "Oh, these are a couple years old." <laughs> you would. So the other story I had was about my sister's camp and volunteering there. Okay. My sister used to work at this camp that um, they have all kinds of camps for different groups with special needs so like maybe one week it is a camp for people with uh brain injuries and then maybe Mm -hmm. another week it's a camp for people with i don't know like a certain sickness or or something like that so um she worked there and they would have a fundraiser and of course as her family she would be like hey guys want to come help with the fundraiser and like of course we do because it sounds super fun and so because it's a fundraiser fundraiser it raises the fun and so i'm like yeah 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 i'll help and so she needed face painters, and I have maybe a little bit of a fault where I believe I can do anything. And so even though I have no history at being good at painting, um, I decided I could do this. But it's not a canvas, it's a face. Right, and I had a book about it, and it's easier to paint on a face because it's not supposed to be super detailed or anything. So anyway, I'm face painting, and I can do a fine job if you want a butterfly or you want you know, a heart. That's what people want. Yeah, those are the kind of things that people want. Except this one co- this one little kid comes by and he wants, what I think he's saying is he wants a hawk. So not that his whole face would be the face of a hawk, but like a little hawk on his cheek or something. Right, right. Like a hawk on his whole face. That would have been probably, I probably would have known I couldn't do that. So I'm like, a hawk. I can do a hawk. It's just like a bird. So... I take the brown, I make these wings going out. It probably looked a little, I don't know. It was generally looked like a hawk. And then I'm wondering, I'm like, you know what? I don't exactly know what color head a hawk has. Because, like, is it a a brown head or is it, like, a bald eagle where, like, it's a white head? And so I asked the kid, I'm like, "Uh, what color head does a hawk have? And he says, green. And (laughs) Green? Green. Like, 
and then I'm wondering, like, is there... Like, is this a parrot? Yeah, like, what kind of... Am I... Is this a hawk that's, like, a character in something? So I'm like, what color body does a hawk have? And he goes, green, the Incredible Hawk. And that's when I realized (laughs) this kid was saying the Incredible Hulk. And so here I painted a brown bird with no head on one side of his face. And he wanted the Incredible Hulk. You didn't let him... You didn't let him see a mirror until you turned it into the Hulk smashing a hawk. <laughs> yeah. No. So I, I just put like a brown head on the hawk and then I'm like, you know what? I messed this up. Let me do the other side. And then I did the Incredible Hulk, which is easier than you think when you're painting it on someone's face because you just need like the general shape and like purple pants. <laughs> and I already knew his head was going to be green because the kid just told me. So that wasn't too bad. It's not like I, you know. It went wrong Burned for the kid. the camp down or anything. I just met a stop one kid's face temporarily. Did you give him a hug? No. <laughs> no. No hugs. Hugs are never good at these sorts of things. All right. There was another time when I volunteered to face paint at Uh-oh. my daughter's birthday party. And a little girl said, can you, uh, can you paint my mom on my face? She has brown hair and high heels. And I didn't, uh-huh. <laughs> so I did my best, but then afterwards she looked in the mirror, she goes, can I go wash my face? So, <laughs> so she did not think no! that I did a good job. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, oops. Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't be trusted with face painting anymore. <laughs> so when you're called the face paint, it's when good deeds go bad for the people who claim to be providing a face painting service. It's it's bad for the person being painted, mostly. Yeah. It's not bad for me, except I feel a little bit bad when I don't give them what they want, but I don't charge them. I don't charge the... Oh, so one time, this is nothing to do with like a good deed or anything, but one time we were at a um, my sister's birthday party and she wanted to go on... Um, a burger crawl, which meant it's like a pub crawl, but for burgers. Uh-huh. And so we're at this one place and there's a guy there. It's his birthday. And he has hired a face painter. <laughs> he hired a face painter to come and paint his face. Oh, was this at man the restaurant? Six years old. No, it was like a grown man. And then so he had like he had his whole face painted like a tiger, but like a very intricate ti- tiger with like uh, de- very detailed stripes and everything. And like, of course, my sister and just the people in our party were, I would have stayed away from this person because, you know, stranger danger, Andy has a tiger face. Yeah. Um, but my sister and the other people at the party were not avoiding this guy. They went right up to him and they're like asking him about it and stuff. And they never been in a bed and bread truck. Right. So. Uh, my sister, I don't know if it was something like, uh, the guy was done with his tiger face. He goes, I still have him for 15 minutes. I bet he'd paint you too if you just slipped him a few dollars. And so he, uh, he drew a, a burger on my sister's arm. You know what? I have a policy against this. Like a tattoo. This. Yeah. I am not, I, <laughs> stranger danger. Okay. I'm not just yeah. going to see someone in a restaurant and pay him a few bucks to paint anything on me. Even if like, I can't even imagine how that would go wrong. You know what? No, thank you. Seems scary. Not interested. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is um, so that that's all the good deeds that went wrong that I can think of. Can you think of any others, Nathan? Hmm. 
Is it because you only do bad deeds? Is that it? No. I no. think that's it. You can only think of bad deeds where everything goes right. Um, <laughs> bad deeds gone right. <laughs> that's a different <laughs> podcast. Um, so we we had opened this up to like anyone who wanted to add their uh, good deeds gone wrong. And I didn't get them before we recorded this. But we can always add them in a mailbag. So if anyone comes up with any ideas, uh, let us know. And we'll be happy to share Is your story. Is there an email address? <sighs> what is the email address? I don't know. Calm down, Kath. Oh, calm down, Kath. Well, here's that's why I couldn't find it. Because I was looking at the wrong one earlier. Anyway, so calm down, Kath. Maybe it's calm, Kath. It's calm. No, it's calm down, Kath. Calm down, Kath at gmail.com. Send it to us or you can reach out on Anchor. Or if you know us personally, just let us know. We can either do, we can do a a Skype or a Zoom. Or if you want to just send it to us and we can talk about it, that's cool. Anything like that. So, um... Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you later. All right, follow Douglas Stank on Spotify. Let us know how you feel about these topics by emailing us at calmdowncath at gmail.com, Kath with a C, C A T H, or find us on Twitter at calmcatherine. That's calm and Catherine with a C, C A T H E R I N E. And maybe we'll feature you on our next podcast. Calm Down Catherine is brought to you by Pizza Bob's, home of the original chapati. We've bottled our world-famous chapati sauce, and now we'll ship it direct to you. That's right. You can have a taste of Ann Arbor in the comfort of your home. Just call 734-665-4517 to order now. 734-665-4517. What's that number again? 734-665-4517. Go Sketty, the portable pasta for those on the go. Texoga Pants. Going country doesn't have to mean leaving comfort behind. Calm Down Catherine is produced at the studios of Analog Dungeon East by Nathan. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. Calm Down Catherine. Calm Down Catherine is hosted by Anchor.fm. Visit our website at anchor.fm slash calmdowncat. Listen on the Anchor app to leave a voice message and you might be featured on a future episode. Hey, 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 Henry, do you remember back when our favorite rock band put out a dance album? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, who could forget? Yeah. That was the time of my life. It was the swinging 2020s. Yeah, exactly, the 20, swinging 2020s. Everything was right in the world. They were playing hits at the club. I'll tell you what brings me back. It's songs like The Weekend Starts on Thursday the Night. The Weekend Starts on Thursday 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 Night. You remember.
You can't lock down the beat. Who could forget that jam? I remember. But I'll tell you what gets my heart pumping is Sprinkle Some Diamonds. Such a classic. I remember meeting my wife today. Sometimes, though, you're in the mood for something a little more laid back, a little more classy, and that's when I always put on Douglas Stank's immortal version of Chopin's Prelude E Minor. But you can still dance to it! That's right. Who can forget their immortal hit, My Baby Has Poop Stained Balls? Oh yeah! And I remember shaking it like an Etch-A-Sketch. Oh, that dance sensation was everywhere. People dancing like they're turning the knobs, dancing like they're erasing their Etch-A-Sketches. Takes me back. I was turning so many knobs back then. I was served with the season to You know, I also like the classic sort of like album tracks that maybe they didn't get the radio airplay, but man, did I like the jam all night to Love is an Open Sore. Love is an Open Sore! Oh yeah, nothing. that's one earworm that festers like nothing else. Yes, it festers. Festers into your heart. Through your heart. And of course, the, the collection wouldn't be complete without the Eurodance hit Love and Dancing. Love. That's true. And dance. Nothing else going on in the early Love. 2020s and but dancing. to jam in the club. Love. And dance. Where can I find this collection Love. of music though? If they were smart, they'd only release it in limited quantities as an NFT. But they're not smart. It's available everywhere. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, no. Coming soon on streaming service and downloaded, available everywhere. Douglas Stank. Dance. 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 Douglas Stank. 